You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. All right. Honestly, what I didn't do backstage is also like give like Reinhold props actually showing up for mic check this time. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I uh, will shorten your suspension by three days. Uh, anyways, if that red light is to believe, I believe we are live. Uh, welcome everybody to a new exciting episode of uh, Low Key on the We Libertarians Network. Here as we do our final episode of the media that has shaped us here on this Monday night. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Harry, a.k.a. The Moving Target. And, you know, this episode is going to be neat as we go through the, la- like, because, like, Friday night we went through, a, we tried to get through, well, true through a lot of the, our honorable mentions on the 3x3, and, you know, we'll finish it, we'll finish it eventually on one of these Friday nights, just, you know, we'll bring other people on too, because, like, uh, I'm sure, like, niece and, um, uh, Paul and other friends of the show wants to bring in other media that shaped up, and even the, uh, Fake Ass Book Club wants to come in and talk about books that shaped them, so, all right, let's this should be fun. <laughs> but, you know, like, so this is, so we're getting ready to go wrap it up. So let me, you know, let's introduce this, bring up the cast of characters into here. And as we get ready to set this la- this final episode up, uh, of course, you guys, because you guys know that I don't fly solo. So we also got, we got Reinhold. Reinhold's fresh off his TDS all last week. He finally went out and touched some grass, hopefully. How are you doing, Reinhold? Oh, you, you don't think I'm still involved in it? Okay. So that's that's what I was going to say. I think we should postpone the night and start talking about some other things that came up that are important that we should talk about, right? No. Delay no. this another no. three, six months? No. All right. Well, we're going to do it tonight then. Of course, I really Peer do want to, want to talk about the stuff that happened over the weekend that I like slips like that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, but no, no. And uh, we also got Vincent over here. To me in the corner with the with the, with the tissue box. Whoa, 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 sir. <laughs> I used my sleeve like a man when I was crying, sir. Oh, that's, <laughs> dis- that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awful. <laughs> get you some pocket squares. <laughs> gross. I'm just gonna use my I use my sleeve. Disgusting. Savage, <laughs> savagery. <laughs> oh man! Yes, Ace. Our honorable mentions are going the same way as the main boards did. <laughs> Start off hot, and then eventually <laughs> put a space in there. We'll get to them eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And when uh, we do, we're gonna we're gonna continue talking more about Doctor Who and Torchwood. Just because. You mean you guys could have literally filled an hour of it if you guys wanted like to. How many seasons of uh, Torchwood have you seen, right home? I've seen uh, every single episode of Torchwood, including the really bad stars uh, iteration. It wasn't really bad. I saw what they were trying to do. It could have been really good. Okay. Right. Could have been really good means it was really bad. I saw what they were trying to do. Randall, you're talking to Harry here. He 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 gives credit to things that don't deserve it. All right, all right. You're, I you're trying to explain the immortality thing, and it just didn't. I, it was bad. They, they, I don't know why they went down this road. I <laughs> I like the idea. Like it it didn't need to be explained. It did, I did like the I, w- I was they hooked me on the idea. Like 
you know, something happened and then Jack was the only one not immortal. That was neat. Yeah. But but I, but I I they should have just kept it surface level and then like there's something else going on, right? Or there's something that's bending the you know, something else out of him, the whole like creature on both sides of the planet thing it was kind of stupid. It's like how many things, how many times in the whole Doctor Who Lord are things living inside the earth? It's like like you know, honestly, the Earth is hollow because there's reptiles living in the middle of it. There's an egg, spider egg in the middle of this egg thing. Well, in the middle of the moon, the moon's an egg. So that oh yeah, the moon's egg. an egg, also an egg. Forgot about that. But what I understand is that we know how Jack dies. We've yeah. seen that death. Correct. Yeah. So. Trying to make us think that he's going to die in an it doesn't work. We're not yeah. going to be we're not going to be scared too. of it. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. And that, I I don't even understand why they romanticize that part to it either too. Like, oh, he could die now. I'm like, well, it's we know he can't. It messes up the time stream if it does, you know, you know, or just messes up that piece of lore that would just just destroy everybody. You know, they're not Disney. Well, it would, they're just it not would ruin destroy, the, one of the best. You know, yeah, it would ruin one of the best endings of the Doctor Who series. Like era or season yeah. or what you know that whole third season it would ruin the whole thing yeah it would be like you know that great ending of return of the jedi and you just let palpatine come back it's just yeah. it's that bad it is that bad <laughs> okay all right, all right. Man. palpatine comes back in the form of jar jar Binks. honestly i would have accepted that <laughs> better. I, I would have accepted that somehow. The Palpatine has returned. Darth Jar Jar. I would have been like, all right. That was, that, was a, that was a rumor that that could have been a thing at one point, but everybody hated him so bad they dropped it. The yeah. word somehow is always gets me in that. It's so stupid. Somehow Palpatine mm-hmm. returned. Yeah. I mean, explain it maybe. <laughs> no, <sighs> the healing Koba. <laughs> in crystals and and then the Sith knife thing that was oh my god <laughs> oh man I, 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 <laughs> I just violently angry <laughs> upsetting my stomach right now retelling this in either, in either an audio only or novel there was an explanation of the immortality explanation that was suitably convoluted for Doctor yeah yeah yes yes in the um uh, was the Torchwood novels I think it was like yeah it was convoluted and goofy but it was but they're still surface level you know you can't even really explain it you know the Torchwood novels were pretty neat too you know? yeah, but yeah like but I, but, yeah. it's John Barrowman him and his sister writing I I appreciate it I like it. But that's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You guys can literally talk about Doctor Who and Torchwood. Like, I could, I could literally leave for the rest of the episode. You guys can just talk about that. So, and so, it would feel an episode. The Adventures of Jane Smith, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a good series. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jane Smith is just uh, so mad. That, so sad that she's gone. But Yeah. MCU done right. Um, the, the, you know, before BBC got drunk on their Doctor Who money, and you know I don't know what happened. I've obviously hey. either there was a gas leak, and that's why the writing was so good for a while, and they fixed the gas leak. You know we fixed the leak. <laughs> yes, you have Zikri. I did force you to show up. What? What? You at him? You at yes. him? 
yes, up they the system. But no, yeah. they fixed the gas leak and the rating just went downhill one day. It was just like, you know what? Fix the gas leak. In this. <laughs> they had great continuity between like what three, four different shows, the radio show, and everything just kind of like kind of like worked together with one crossover event during the season finale. <laughs> and they stayed on budget, unlike the CW doing the exact same thing. Because they limited, like, like, oh no, big CGI monster that we won't have on screen for like 10, 15 seconds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go back to the actors. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that's the one thing I did like about Torchwood. Like, a lot of the monsters stuff like that was practical effects. You know. What? You open the door, okay? You open the door, I'm just going to go for it, you know? it's hey, I didn't open the door. You know, that's that's what I liked about like a lot of the doctors, like practical effects. And then you get the CW spending all their money, like, ah, CGI monster. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves CGI <laughs> monster. To be fair, my my uh section's probably only gonna be about seven, eight minutes long. So we need to fill a little bit. It'd be good. I'm not feeling I'm just really that's surprising. I I definitely thought yours would be longer. I just don't know how much I can talk about it. Because anyway, <laughs> we'll get to it later. Could you spoil every, no every sci-fi show in existence? <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> it's like, I got a great drinking game. We'll play one Friday day. <laughs> Ass him up, did it. Every time. Some of my old science fiction magazines. Short stories. You'd be like, what's your favorite show? This one. All right, let's go through it. <laughs> all right, we'll probably do it with Gundam. Like, all right, let's do it. All right, th- this is where the this Asimov shows up here. Different. This is a completely different genre. This won't work, Ryan Holtz. Asimov did that. What? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Simpsons did it. God, I gotta go to <laughs> you read this book here. I read I a lot. Obscure reference that Shars really is an Asimov character all along. The whole time. They used actual actors when they had to for the same doctor on screen and CGI. Yes, exactly. Saved a lot of money. Saved money. <laughs> but if the CW, oh, CGI the crap out of this thing. It's going to be great. Run, Barry, run. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's just like, every time I watched <laughs> a flash, it was just like, why are you burning money? Why is it running? <laughs> you don't have to show this. Honestly, he runs so fast. You don't need to show the run scene. You could just go, he's there. <laughs> nope, got to show him running. <laughs> That's what we used to do. When we were kids, when we would play Star Trek, we would do the transporters. Mm-hmm. We'd just be in a spot and go, okay, we're transporting down, and we'd freeze, and then we'd run over somewhere else, and we'd go back in the exact same position and unfreeze. So yeah. you could do something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do, uh, uh, in Boy Scouts, we used to do uh, uh, Deep Space Nine Star Trek. Love being Odo. Like, I'm going to go swing to a puddle, go through the door. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors, too, that guy. Yeah. You know how many Star Trek things he was in? <laughs> he was on like three movies and, and the TV show and playing all, all different characters. <laughs> playing the same character. <laughs> Why does CW's flash keep coming up during these two? I just want to forget you never allowed me this. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a good example of where budgets go to die. <laughs> if you want revenge, all you have to do is the next time he does it, just bring up the uh, cartoon that shall not be named. 
<laughs> are mentioned. No, 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 no. We're not like, talking about it. I'm not Doma. giving. I'm not giving any hate views. I'm not. I'm just just gonna. I'm just been stepping over and walking in. The only of that content that I'm watching, if it doesn't have "It's a Gundam" next to it, I don't care. <laughs> I think. I, I think I even like hit a like a dislike on a Shuwa video about it. I'm gonna go dislike. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but don't care. <laughs> Get out of here with this crap. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> There's 90 shows that he hates, right? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, I can't for- I can't forget statues because Reinhold talks about blink half the episode. Nobody can forget CW's flash. <laughs> oh my god. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair, it's it's fair. Yeah. Yeah, if I ever, yeah, if I get hit by a weeping angel and I get back in time, I'm gonna use my entire existence to make sure the CW flash doesn't happen. <laughs> what year is it? 1970. <laughs> I know what I've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Act like the reverse flash. It's me, along, Barry. It's, uh, it's me, Barry. <laughs> it's always been me. Oh uh, no, Ezekiel uh, goes. Oh no, I mean there are at least 90 cartoons that should not be named or mentioned. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, usually is, but we will always bring up CW. I think it's because, like the you know, like there's some good stuff in the CW, which you know, the bat. Like, I don't know why they kept going for. Like, I don't know why they spent that money for Batwoman. Anyways, there's so much stuff they could do with the Arrowverse, which is just the exact same copy. And just kept going. Just did it, nah, bro. Barry needed a run for seven seasons. Gosh. Bird buddy, and like granted, I liked Black Lightning, right? But I could have, I would liked it more as a procedural school drama with barely him using stuff like like lightning once in a while to like solve crimes. I would have been cool. Would have been like some school shing. It would have been awesome, cheap as heck. Nah, nah, we're gonna. He's got lightning powers. His daughter's got lightning powers. Like, bro, that lightning powers expensive. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's sit here, just like. Then you look at Jessica Jones, like she has strength, and we show it like, and she could jump sometimes, and right. we just cover that with camera angles. Exactly. exactly. And the villain has a power you can't see. Yeah, you know, you know like when she looked up at the car, you could cl- like you know that's a forklift, but you don't <laughs> see it. You know, they, they they got it correctly. You know, yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah. All right, hold on. All right, Harry, you want to start with your initial D? Want your Done. No, I'm last, sir. You're first. Why? Why am I? I have you last. Balls, no, I'm I'm last. Why are you last? Cause it's 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 my show. So I'm last. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> it's, so I'm last. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I agree, Zegri. So the show I'm talking about is. You're lying, April. Uh, I recently did a rewatch of this with Zikri, producer Paul, and another one of our friends, KJ. And we actually watched it uh, on April 1st and spent all of April 1st watching the series. Um, it was definitely an experience to watch with other people because this was it was all their first times watching it and my second time watching it. Um. The the show is based around 
um, uh, Arima, who was a child piano prodigy, who became a prodigy because his mother, who was fantastic at the piano, taught him to play. But she started to get sick, and as she got more sick, she got more strict and abusive and forced him to learn piano in in a manner to which people called him the human metronome where he could play the score perfectly. But he only learned that way through physical, mental, and emotional abuse from his uh, dying mother. And after she passed, he couldn't hear the sound of the piano anymore. So the thing he dedicated his whole life to up to that point, he just couldn't do anymore. Whenever he would go to play the piano, it would he would just hear the keys hitting, thudding, like he's underwater. And then the story takes place a couple years after that, where he's basically stopped piano entirely, when mm-hmm. his his best friend, his childhood friend, she's his neighbor, uh, asked him to go with her and their other male friend to meet this girl who wants to go on a date with the male friend because the male friend didn't want to go alone. So he meets this girl, and when he finds her, her name's Kauri, and she's playing um, one of those keyboards that you, like basically the harmonica keyboards where you blow into it and it makes the sound. Mm-hmm. Then you play it. Yeah, and him watching her play because she gets all these other kids. The she gets a, a bunch of small elementary school kids around her to play with her, and mm-hmm. it kind of causes him to get to start feeling about positive feelings about music again. Oh. And then she decided the reason they wanted to go to this this specific location is because she was performing in a violin competition. And her performance, yes, that one, Zeker. Uh, her performance inspires Arima to re- start seeing the positive in the music again. And when she goes to the next part of the competition, she wants him to be her accompaniment on piano. So the narrative follows Arima and Kauri working together to get to a point where he can start to overcome his trauma and dealing with the things with his past for him to, to get back into loving piano again. So narratively that that just seems pretty straightforward and it's, and it's very much one of those, Hey, you're working through issues through music. And a lot of people see it as, um, coming to terms with yourself through music. Uh, there, as we watched it, um, Kayla, the person, one of the people we watched it with, mm-hmm. one of the scenes which he is experiencing his PTSD when he's playing the piano, she basically had to mute her mic because it was giving her a panic attack because mm-hmm. it, it was like a visual representation of how she feels when she has like a PTSD scenario. Oh. Like he's starting to play the piano and then he feels like he's drowning in the water and nobody can see him and nobody can hear him. And he's like seeing 
the specter of his mom saying that he's not good enough while he's playing this piano and it's drowning him and pulling him down. And it really caused this moment of, of her. She's basically like, yeah, uh, my heart's beating out of my chest because this is giving me a panic attack because I, th- this feeling is too familiar. <laughs> the, the main crux of the narrative, a lot of it. <laughs> Thank you, KJ. Uh, Baby Blue Eye says, generally the best visualization I've ever seen of what PTS moment represents. Um, you could just comment back in, like, the instrument is the Melodokia? Melodica? Melodic? Melo. Melodica. Yeah, okay. The Melodica. Yeah, this right. melody. Um, there is a lot of coming to terms with grief uh, of of understanding that that some things you hold on to are not your fault. A lot of it, like he blames himself for his mother's death. Like when he was a kid, he was becoming. <laughs> God damn it, the scout. Uh, uh, he's he was kept trying to win and get better at these performances because he thought that if he was better at the piano. His mom would start getting better, mm-hmm. and even though she's in the hospital and he's bringing all these certificates, he's hoping that as he wins, his mom will get better. But she doesn't. <laughs> there is a lot of there's a lot of emotional moments that weigh heavy on the narrative, and. When I first watched it, I was so invested that even though I knew how it was supposed to end, I didn't believe the ending. I thought it was like a group thing on the internet where everybody was like, oh, hey, this is a meme. We're going to make this a massive joke. Because I had gotten so invested that I couldn't see that ending coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. There are some absolutely heartbreaking moments that I'm not going to just straight up spoil, not at this very moment in time. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit after I get into why this is on the list. But but besides all that stuff, the musical representation is very well done. It's all classical music. Uh, they There are points where a person is playing the piano badly. Mm-hmm. Like when he starts having his PTSD, they show everybody else listening to what he's what he's playing. Mm-hmm. and not what he's hearing so the music sounds discordant and it doesn't sound right because he's playing too hard and it's going too fast and every the music doesn't match what it's supposed to be and it gives you that feeling that he's panicking or the music itself is wrong mm-hmm. and they they use the music as a very well done compositions and versions of the of the classical no, the classical versions of songs they use, um, both piano and on violin, uh, but they use they use it to kind of bolster the emotional impact of what's going on. Watching people react to like, oh my god, what is happening with him? Why is he playing like this? He started off so well, everything's what what's happening, and watching him kind of have this break breakdown while dealing with this anxiety and. PTSD moments while on stage 
the animation is beautiful. There are some points where there are some a, a little bit of uncanniness because it was like the early 2000s and they are had to use 3D animation for the hands for the playing the piano because they wanted to get the, the fingerings correct mm-hmm. by somebody who would play the piano. So it's the, the CGI is a little iffy on that part because they have to CGI the hands, but they go with the extra mile of like the top of the piano where like the where you lift to, to reveal the keys. If it's like black and reflective, they show the reflection of the CGI hands on the keys. Because they paid that close attention to detail of everything that they were doing. That's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The animation is very, very well done. It's very beautiful. The voice acting in both English and Japanese are, they're both very well done. They get a lot of the emotions across for both these characters. Well, not both these characters, but all the characters. It is, it was just something that. When I watched it, it was I normally wouldn't watch something like that. I'm not big into music. I'm not like big into classical music anyway, mm-hmm. or performances like that. But when I watched it, I got invested. I was invested in these characters. I invested in their arcs. I invested in what they were trying to do and the story they were telling. The reason it's on the list is because. I watched this anime about four months after I broke up with my girlfriend. We were together for four years, and for all but three months of that, we lived together. And despite all of the issues I had or we had in general, it still it still felt weird. When one week we one Monday we were happy and together, and the next Monday it was just me. And I was in a very weird emotional place for a while, trying to come to terms with what happened, why it happened, where where it took me emotionally at that point. And I when I watched this, it kind of re recentered myself. It helped me re refocus my mind and work through some of the, the issues I was having. Be be it because of the characters who they were dealing with, all the things they were dealing with, or the fact that how they were trying to persevere through their issues or work through the things that they were dealing with, it helped me move forward. It helped me really get out of my head and start to come back to terms with who I who I am because it was a while there where I just didn't feel like anything because when a lot of your personality, when a lot of your life for like three years at minimum where it was seen as you and another person and then it was just you, it was hard to, you know, find a point of on which I was a person again. And it sounds kind of ridiculous or silly or however you want to see it. And that just might be just me self-deprecating. But it was just one of those things that it just helped me refocus and let out 
a lot of pent up emotion that I didn't know how to deal with. Being able to focus it on something that is not me and something that I could just fully invest into and mm-hmm. become emotionally attached to. So I would suggest people should watch it. it there are moments that are very hard to watch. Um, the when the the a lot of the arc is the rise of a Rumi uh, Ruma and a the fall of another character, and watching that other character's fall is really hard to watch at points. And it it becomes painful. There is an end of an episode that the episode ended and K, uh, KJ just yelled, what? What is happening? And I just said, let's just keep watching. And I clicked through it before we could dwell on the ramifications and the emotional weight of that one scene. Hmm. So if you are into like, yeah, it's kind of very dramatic, but it's also very powerful in the mm-hmm. music that they use. The, as I said, the composing, the compositions are beautiful. And if anything, the, you can listen, you could go it for the music, but the story in general, I feel like is something that people should experience because sometimes it will contextualize a lot of things the fact that this character was mentally and physically abused to the point of being having PTSD and he's only 14 and the fact that somebody that young has to deal with such heavy consequences on their life. Exactly. Uh, Zigri part two goes the fall of the other characters a genuine deep seated fear of mine one that I do not share with others lightly hmm? yeah. so I don't want to spoil what the fall is but nope. okay. I, I suggest you guys watch it and experience it it was mm-hmm. very heavy and very emotional aspect of it to watch and I just think it's a, a good watch for anybody who wants to just be invested in something. Hmm. Did it uh, spark any interest in you to like get into classical music? Any? Not not necessarily. It was much more of <laughs> it, for me. It was much honestly the the thing that I got out of it was something that was said by producer Paul as a kind of a a offhanded and kind of a nitpicky thing, which was that it was a story where people watch one character do a thing and inspires a whole bunch of other people to do things. Hmm. And for me, it, that encompasses a lot of what this whole series was this series of media that shaped us was watching a single show and that one thing massively affecting who we are as a person. Hmm. Like Reinhold listened to one meatloaf song and it changed his entire 
perspective on what music was in general. You had um, Trace's speech and that mm-hmm. shaped your entire political viewpoint on things. Mm-hmm. How one moment, one thing can snowball into so many other things for other people. So this series kind of encapsulates that, and so yeah. this, so this, yeah, so this, yeah. So this is to, to you. This is like the cornerstone of this whole project. Is the exactly, yeah. Hmm. What was Zeke saying? Zeke Perdue goes. Also, if I may, in regards to the show as a show, I feel as though the CGI animation was amazing in the first half, but for some reason took a major hit in the second half. It was so damn good for the first few piano and violin playing, but just kind of died in the entire second half. I mean, I could see that. I I totally understand where you're coming from. But again, just why well, I did say that there are points where some of the CGI can be rough to look at because it's early CGI doing stuff. Well, but yeah. Also, when did it come out? You know, like '06. Yeah. So yeah. So they probably had money. <laughs> then the you know the housing crisis happened, and the, <laughs> you know, the global recession is like we ain't got no money. We ain't got money for that. So yeah, that's you know in April. I suggest you check it out if you if you're so inclined. Um, if you're okay with knowing that you might be emotionally upset. <laughs> <laughs> came out in 16 you go- oh sure it did sure it did. i don't even know secret supposed to come out in 16 you goober also zikri per- personal critique um we're still putting the 20s in front of everything please we're <laughs> please not, we're not doing that we're not doing that yet exactly. um baby blue eyes goes to be fair to be fair there were fair. other focus points going on in the second half other than the yeah. music bits yeah I don't know, Paul. I was I did not was look at when it was released. I didn't look at when it was released. It came out. It came out. Whatever. It, it came, came out. out. It's fine. Yeah. Baby Blue Eyes goes, even if you're not an anime person, I think the show is something everyone should expect at some point. Okay. Yeah. Experience. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Experience at some point. Sorry. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 I threw it on my watch list. My very deep watch list. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not like you, we were it's watching it, and, and and you were available at the time to watch it too. <laughs> I had other things that I needed to do. <laughs> I had a case of wine, and I wanted to watch um, uh, uh, Uncle that. from Another World. <laughs> not, not that. Not that. Yeah. And Initial D. Okay. Uh, let's see. I don't think I can watch any of the anime Vincent has talked about. I don't do well with emotions. I either sh- under show or over show. I'm not going to subject myself to the show he tortured Paul with. We all love torturing Peter's or Paul's. It is a pastime of ours. Um, yeah, that's a different one. Don't yeah, don't other one. anime. Coward! <laughs> Alright. I'm not an anime person, but to this day, expect your lie in April to burst through my door any day. Scholar <laughs> uh, goes. Harry's just afraid of a group sobbing. Um, <laughs> not afraid of group sobbing. Um, I think I probably 
It's just the thing is like I never had a group sob. I don't know if I would <laughs> cry in a group sob. I think because I think I'm one of those people that if I see someone else crying, I'd be like, well, I don't need to because someone else is doing it for me. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But you know, that's just how that's how my brain processes thing. Baby Blue Eyes guys, Paul and I muted our minds respectfully when we broke. Oh, that's nice. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I just happen to have the three people I watched it with in the chat with us. So, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that's Sorry. July and April. And I, it's just, that's why it's on the list for me. And I feel like it's one of those series that <laughs> delegates his yeah. emotions. Yeah. Uh, Escalcha Plus goes, Harry delegates his emotions. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, so group two, I'm wondering if the group for Gore, I was there during this showing. I left myself muted like 80% of the time for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is a very emotionally charged thing. So I think that you should watch it, give it a chance, even if you're not big into anime. While there's still some goofy and lightheartedness to it, there's a lot of there's a lot of heavy, and it's very well done. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's on my list. It's on the bench. It's a deep bench, but it's on the bench. <laughs> I'm just, uh, so you just you haven't picked up any. I was really hoping you'd pick up some classical music or like something afterwards. Like there's a couple of songs from it I listen to still sometimes. The, the, like literally the art. final, the literally the final song. The for about six months after I watched it, the moment. Uh, the violin comes into the final song. It gave <laughs> me shivers down my spine. Oh, well, so <laughs> well, hopefully it's easy to play. Maybe I'll break out my violin one day and surprise everybody play it for you. <laughs> Ryan Holden, any thoughts? Well, first I was wondering if it was just because of the emotional space you were in, if it something just kind of hit you a certain way, but it sounds like from the other people that have seen it that are commenting that it's um, pretty strong emotionally for, not just people who are in a vulnerable spot at that point. Right. Right. So that's, that's something that um, I can see. I mean, I, I've seen some shows that have me pretty emotional too, especially given the state of where my life was at that time. Um, but um, what holds up is if it's, if it's something that hits people, even when they're not in that, in that ready state as it were. Right. So, because <laughs> uh, uh, Ezekiel was confused by the violin he only knows it as a fiddle probably, probably. well the that other question sense. I have too are you guys watching these like together legally yeah watching it legally yeah it's, it's on Very Netflix legally. it's on Netflix yeah right what I'm saying is is that if you're watching it together like that where you're all like in a discord or something mm -hmm. Why aren't you recording your reactions and then editing it and putting it up <laughs> in video? And get a bunch of followers. Because we're we're not we're not worried about the reaction part of it. We're just enjoying it as a medium. We don't need no. We I don't understand need content that, but other, other people would like to see your reactions to this, <laughs> this type of, you know, what you're watching. There's a lot of people who might have seen it already mm -hmm. who want to see how you would react to it, or there's people who haven't seen it and they're like, oh, this is that got a strong reaction. I'd like to go see that now. Just saying. 
it's a big it's a big thing on, on youtube right now so yeah but some people don't have to change what they're doing and use it to try to make money or get fame of it sometimes people just want genuine experience with their friends and just do that thing so why are we broadcasting our conversations oh i you know, personally <laughs> honestly like this is this is 100 completely different <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my god it's not the same thing at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm just saying like some people want to do it like it's mm-hmm. more of a, like we're choosing to do this now at versus not choosing like there's a lot of different things like i do like i don't want to share it with the general public this is something that i have for myself you know like i've got like a, a even like a my daughter's birth like i've got like there's some videos of stuff and there's some videos of not a stuff. And someone was like, why there's just some videos here. It's like, Oh, because we wanted to be so in that moment and just have that moment and not come back to it. We are not coming back to this moment here. You know? Yeah. But, but you're like, remember, I don't care. I, I don't want to relive that moment. I want to leave. And mm-hmm. I recorded and did everything of the moments I want to relive. Yeah. But right. for, for me, that, that's it's the thing. That, that's the thing too. I mean, people record, we're recording videos of stuff where they go, but they're, blocking themselves from the experience while they're doing it they're not in the moment of experiencing it if you're just got a camera running and you're watching something and you're getting an emotional reaction out of it then you go back to edit it is when you do that you know you're, you're yeah. not impacting your reaction to a, your your no, yeah. experience yeah. Of yeah. It they, by they, doing. I'm, I'm just talking about like wanting to share or go back in that yeah. into that moment some people don't want the, there's also there's also two parts of it uh, one for me is that i like to gather my thoughts afterwards like I, I like to think through it because that point I made that scout that Paul brought up about the one person doing one thing, I didn't really think about that until afterwards. I didn't really really right. let that focus in until afterwards. And also the once the camera like even if you say, Hey, this is recording, people are more conscious of it recording and they will force themselves to react more. Hmm. Especially if you're just kind of going. But that's some people, not everybody does that. So anyway. So that's me. That's your line, April. And uh, watch it. Have a good cry. Uh, it's sad. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Big set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Hold. You're up. Oh, okay. Yeah, just got a couple minutes. So I'll be good. Um, <laughs> mine is a little unexpected. It's actually going to be a specific short story by Isaac Asimov. Not, not just Isaac Asimov or like stuff. It's a specific short story. So to give you some background on this, when I was growing up, um, and I was learning to read, I was having problems with my vision. And it was a whole thing. And we finally got myself glasses so I could see the boards and I can read and stuff like that. Um, but I never enjoyed reading. You know, it was just like, this is what I have to do. You read to do this, you read to that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so in school, they would make us, we were in, I think it was fourth grade. They're like, okay, you're going to write a book reports now. And you can write about any book you get. Um, so we'd go out to the, the library or at, at the school I was at, we had what was called a bookmobile that would come by every week to bring books from the central library in Morgan County. And uh, so we'd go all pile in there and we'd look for a book to do, you know, and read it. I'm trying to find a way to make it easy out. So I found this book of short stories. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I can read short stories a lot easier than I can a whole book, right? You know, just a bunch of little short stories. So I um, picked one up. It was Isaac Asimov short stories. And I'm reading them a couple of good. I, I read one called The Last Question. And I'm sure that nobody here has probably ever read it or know anything about it. But it's a, it's an old short story by Isaac Asimov about um, humanity asking, you know, how does how do we reverse entropy, basically? How do we stop everything from eventually dying to nothing? And they're asking, you know, this question over and over again. And finally, they get computers and they're asking the computer and then they ask the more advanced computer and then the future. It's thousands of years in the future. And the last person, you know, I don't know how much I want to go into spoiling it, but it's probably not something that would be spoiled or anything like that. It's not it's not that big of a deal on that. Um but the ending of it is that humanity's all gone, but the computer's still there, churning away with this last task in its computer banks to try to answer this question, because it would mm-hmm. always answer insufficient information, right? So it spent eons just getting information, getting rather get information, putting it together, and finally became to the conclusion that it could answer the question, that it could reverse entropy. And then instead of he didn't have nobody to explain it to, so he the computer said, "Okay, I need to be able to explain this computer. I need to explain the the question, the answer to the question to somebody." So he basically says, "Let there be light," and creates humanity again. Um, that broke my mind when I read it at that age, for a variety of reasons. The first one is just the concept of, you know. That that first the twist was really good, and the and the idea of entropy is something that you know I was learning at that time, mm-hmm. and I always had this. I used to wake up in panic attacks, and to be honest with you, I still do from time to time, because at some point when I was younger, and I don't know where, I got a glimpse of what eternity would look like, and it just it dry it it puts me into a panic mode. Uh, like nothing else could possibly do. So between that and the the entropy and the everything, it just kind of broke me. And I still remember that moment to this day. And after that point, I started devouring books. I started with Isaac Asimov and just started reading everything I get my hands on. Then I tried other science fiction stuff and I was reading all of that. I got into, I got book clubs. I was getting books delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into Douglas Adams. I got into Terry Pratchett, all that stuff when I was just in middle school because mm-hmm. of that one story. Hmm. So, and I wonder, I learned, I learned how to write. I started writing short stories. I got a sh- short story that was supposed to be published in the local school newspaper. And then it got pulled because it was too controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a whole thing. But, um, I always intended to send off some short stories to Isaac Asimov's science fiction magazine, which of course I immediately got a subscription to and just kept getting and getting and getting until I was probably in, until they went out of business basically um, and stopped doing it. So that's, that's kind of how that one story just took the trajectory of my life and went off on this huge different direction and made me the devourer of, and I, from that point forward, I wanted to learn everything I could learn and know everything I could know. 
right? Um, instead of just getting by through life and hanging out and doing this stuff and that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it really changed who I was as a person from that moment more than anything else ever has. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure all Reinhold's books, uh, Ace goes, Reinhold's on the list of authors banned from schools. Yes, I'm sure DeSantis is, has banned all of Reinhold's books. That's, yeah. That's why I can't get anything sold. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any sales because they're all banned. Uh, I, I, I like the scourges uh, when he's talking about seeing eternity. It's like the time knife. Yeah, we've oh, all yeah. seen yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah, it's the time it. knife. That's kind of, it's kind of how it was. It's kind of, it's kind of how it is for me. It's just like, <laughs> I saw the time knife and it's just like, Mm, okay, mm, the time knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see that when that, when yeah, everybody does. Came knife. out. I was like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I get it. We've all seen it. <laughs> all right. So you kind of answered like, yeah, you answered the question like, why was he going to this? So like, this thing was like, this thing was basically your jump start into basically like a lot of like that piece, that little piece of you that makes you want to know things like just and pick up things <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's just he's like fine fine i'll ask what's the time knife ryan hole <laughs> do you not know or do you you're just is that a, a meme I, I think he really doesn't know he does he doesn't he doesn't know there's a tv show and it probably should be on my honorable mentions but there's a TV show out there called The Good Place. Mm -hmm. If you have not seen The Good Place, stop what you're doing. Go watch The Good Place. Mm, the Good Place. Mm. It's four seasons. It has a beginning and an end. And it'll rock your world. And it's yeah. hilarious. Yep. You'll chew through the three seasons really quickly. And you'll slow down on the fourth because you know it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> that's what but, i did yeah, i finished the I, stream I, and then go to it three years for three years i didn't watch that fourth season and i finally watched it about six months ago because i said i have to do it no don't send him the clip he doesn't see anything <laughs> i just sent him the clip no no <laughs> no it's just great it's like he's he, he sees time folding in on itself blah 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 and they're like oh yeah yeah the time now we've all seen it <laughs> <laughs> just dismisses them <laughs> oh maya rudolph in that in that oh she's so good yeah i love so me some maya rudolph so basically you're saying that this story the the last question was what led basically led you to be the person you are it, yeah completely changed everything that was at the time to becoming more of a because I mean, at that at that moment I was just you know, I had to do schoolwork, okay, blah blah blah. You know, I had to do this, but and I just wanted to play and do and not even think about anything. And after after the after that, I couldn't stop thinking about stuff. It just it, seriously, it's just like it's like that moment you, your brain just goes pop, and you go oh, like you reach the other like in a video game when you reach the other le next level <laughs> or something like that, and you're like oh, okay, here's where we're at. This is. All this stuff over here is beneath me now. This is where I'm at here, you know. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Well. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Saying what you pop, you just don't stop. Well, so stupid. Yeah. Don't yeah. anybody ruin that show. <sighs> 
Fuziki. Nobody yeah. ruin it. Yeah, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for yourself. Yeah, that clip's not going to ruin anything, but don't ruin that show. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who's seen it knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all know what you mean. Hmm. <laughs> Go Bortles. This is just... all, right, all right, here. So we're talking about your car anime. Anyway, so like the show I'm going to bring up on my final on my on uh, my three by three is Initial D. So I bring this thing up. A lot of people go like a lot of people dismiss Initial D as just another like run of the mill generic sports anime. Or but this to me, this anime is the anime that I go back to. This is the show I go back to every day. Like I'm every day I'm going to I'm probably watching a clip at AMD, listening music from this thing. So this thing really is like it's in my bones. All right. I've you know, I've, I've kind of like a it's one, like I enjoyed racing and I enjoy cars. I'm a car guy, you know, so like I enjoy a lot of the stuff. And having an anime in that kind of that world really appealed to me. So the story of Initial D is the stories of these Japanese racers on the mountain passes doing these Japanese toe racing. And one day, like this, basically like the generic version of these rich kids in their cars come to a poor area. You know, I'm being generic and like awful with it, but yeah, basically they coming there and coming and racing on their town because they want to be, they want to basically go through all the small, t- all the towns of Japan and be declared the best racers in the Northern prefecture. So that in order to do that, they go to all these different mountains and challenge people to race, to race the local racers, you know, so they just choose this one because this one mountain pass should be easy because there's, you know, like I said, it's a bunch of poor kids <laughs> that have declared themselves the fastest on the mountain. And one night while they were practicing, you know, they found out they are not. They found out the fastest person on the mountain is a guy who delivers tofu every day at 2 a.m. <laughs> and they quickly find out they're not the fastest and they were trying to cha- challenge it. So this whole thing kicks off just for uh, this kid uh, who basically learned how to drive fast because his dad made him deliver tofu from the tofu shop in the middle of the town, drive up this mountain to this the resort, and then drive back. And he wanted to get done as fast as possible, so he learned how to drive fast and get faster and faster and faster and faster because he just wanted to get home fast. That's it. That's it. It wasn't into racing. He just wanted to get home and found the fastest line, the fastest, quickest line. And it's only when these street racers were on the on the mountain and they were racing down the mountain and he was just trying to get home that you know they discovered like this this kid is like that. But this phantasmal tale kicks off and, and they challenge him to a race. He ends up beat he beats them and it kicks a fire on inside of him that he didn't know he had uh for racing and racing people and wanted to get faster and faster. Um the whole su- the this the first arc happens all over his summer break of school where people come to his mountain to challenge him for a race. He barely leaves, goes to other people's mountains, but it's like he everyone just comes to his and everyone just challenges him from every low level racer to like the top the top of the hill and they're bringing every they're bringing um which the car that he used like a lot of the cars that they mentioned in the car they was they give off by the model types. So like a lot of times you see me say like FD AE86, the uh, SW20, these are just model types of car, uh, like the chassis, uh, the chassis symbol inside the VIN numbers of cars. 
you know, it's it's a neat way to tell like what a car is because if you say Mazda RX-7, well, there's like three different gen types. So are, are you talking about the you know the you know FA, FBE, the FC, or the FD? You know, um, even my uh, my RX-8 its model type is FE. That's why I named her Fiona FE. You know, it's, that's her name. It's the you know, it's her it's it's her chassis code. Would it be iron though? Yeah. So I thought about doing that, but I, I appreciate. I but I like Fiona. I like <laughs> Fiona. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this is, that's right. Uh, I, I thought about doing iron. But no, no, no. <laughs> Stuck with Fiona. It's better this way. You know, better this way. And um, like, like in ED6, um, or you've seen like. I could go with like different chassis codes, or like, but unless you're into cars, you're not, you know. And, it, and it's like, and then gave them also in the show like a different language. Even like the main character did, since he didn't wasn't a car person, they would say these different model codes, and they were looking at them as like a different foreign language tool. Which people, fans of the show, pick up that language, so you can even say these type of model types, and people are like, oh, you have watched the Initial D, you know, so you under, you know, you 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 comment on these model types, and the show went on for. Uh, it spawns on for different state, which they call like stages because they're trying to get it keeping the racing theme. Um, the second one, the second, the second stage just really starts hitting you into like the gut feels. Like the first one is just that boyhood dream of becoming the best race racing racer in the hero, it, it racing hero, and you know over over summer break, you be you beat the top guy, you beat everyone. That's <laughs> and then the second one, they go after your feels. You fi- he find you know he. Get, you know he had he gets a girlfriend in the first season and then ends up losing her in the second and then also inside the second while he's doing all of that we also like the a uh, his car his engine blows you know beating the another top guy that came onto the mountain to beating the newest generation of evo it's a uh, uh like like i said it's uh just like your line april Brings a te- brought a tear to my eye still to this day. You know, watching the eight six engine explode and pushing a rod through the uh, through the block, and when his dad goes to pick him up, he's just in the car crying and it's just trying to get his dad to like, I need to fix my car. I she she didn't ask for this. You know, I, I we need to get her going. He was just like, she cannot be fixed. There's the block. There's a hole in the block. You know. And he was just sitting there crying, and he's seeing his son that way. It was neat to watch that story of that father and son go, uh, go to, uh, like, like bond in, over, like the because he realizing that he has brought his passion of racing to his son. You lot in the you don't get a lot of this in the anime, but you do get this in the manga. If you pick up the manga for this one, what they like to do is drop little tidbits of like racing knowledge and tuning and everything inside the anime. So you'll pick up different things like how to hit different apex lines versus a right rising, um, rising cornering during 90 degrees versus a uh, versus a diet like a or a descending corners. We'll talk about like how to hit different apex, um, different conditions because these are street races talking about like the even the third stage um his dad was that hey you're gonna lose this race um he's faster than you but just be careful uh don't take the inside line after a certain point because at the follows we leaves on the road just and sure enough yep he goes like there but of course like the whole like the freaking anime like uh takubi like the main character has uh, like uh like has that plot armor that plot armor hard But it's, I think the best part about the 
um oh i'm gonna pr- i pronounce it both ways to gaslight people um <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just the the best way um the thing of what that gets me with this anime like it's like it it, it brought out it really like spoke to me with my passion of cars and the different types of cars and different type of engine it's the main reason like i got into the rotary motors it's like i i saw like i always knew what a rotary was but it's like this just seemed like some weird spinning dorito but like you know like the passion from watching the rotary brothers and the whole show was like okay i love this i'm i'm i'm, I'm getting me a rotary I'm, this is effing this is awesome um but like i've owned z like z cars like for the third zx love that thing but the main thing that got me with this one is the around the end of it it's it's the showcasing of when you get to the end of the show like these bonds that these people have made with each other throughout these summers and growing up that they find that they still have it they still have these friendships they still talk to each other and they find that they working together they've all been able to accomplish their goals and their dreams and they're willing to sacrifice everything for those dreams and work together for it it was while it is some parts dated in age but to me it will always be this pristine beautiful thing people will hate on it and i i just try to like you know like you know what that's your thing no this is mine and I just enjoy it, and I'm like, like, yeah, like I think I've listened to I some of it this weekend while working on my car. You know, it's that thing that's sitting there always in the background for me. I can go over like the different races and can talk about like exactly how different things move. This even influences about the way I even drive on the road because, like, you know, like if you you know do a lot of spirited driving when you don't like take some takes a pressure off your transmission to pump the brakes and slow down. So. So what, what exactly about it besides it being the cars and stuff, would would you say inf- influence you the most? To me, it's like it's like I said, it's the bonds that the that everyone builds through it. Uh, in the first part, you get Takumi, who was very estranged with his father, and him having to build and building that relationship up with him, while his father because his father started out as this alcoholic drunk who really wasn't like you we just wake up make two tofu and get drunk and then watching his son out of nowhere pull grab that passion for racing he comes himself out of that and starts trying it's helping his son and getting allowing him to to aggress into his dream because he realized like he's not going to be uh he sacrificed his dream to raise his kid and he's watching this his own that kid take that dream and just run off with it um, and but these are the but everyone else's Keske, Keske, one of the road brothers, taking his dream of be, wanting to become a race car driver, but he's like he's got to get this experience at best. But he's not into karting, he's doing street racing. Ryosuke, Rai Takahashi, uh, he wants to come up with this ultimate uh goal or theory of driving that idea of there is a ultimate driving mode, and that's. Just whatever, like I like this way. I always call when I when I watch somebody drive. I was like, "Hey, you're driving more in your instinct than you're actually are paying attention to the road and actually what the heck is going on." You know, I was like, "Well, that guy came over." No, he has showed signs that he was being aggressive, being a 
being a jackass you decided to ignore that and then and let your elephant go free you know and rampage around and decided to be a jackass around those other guys so we're in the situation because you know you you know you allow this to like to disturb you so yeah yeah it influences yeah yeah ryoski talking as she's like theories like influences my mind even the way i drive so it's it is um i i got to put it it is just one of those things to me that um it is and unless you are like like you drive it's it was hard for me to even like to like to like to tell people but like if you are a driver or you love the anime like it's 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 it allows that common communication with somebody so outside of that realm most people just look at you quickly you know unless you're into like racing you know so and it also brought my love of a different style of racing like i felt out of um like nascar um for a long for a long time i got dismantled with that and a lot of different racing styles and you know and i got into sports car racing because it's i like that but i really appreciate the toke style like that from uh, its initial d style so yeah yeah it is yeah it is just that it's it's a It's just a passion for me. Like it drives everything for me. It's just, it gets my motor, it gets my motor going in the motoring. It is, I don't know, like it's, it's my reason to get to do things. Like, it's, and it's like, and when I tell people, it's like, well, what do you want to do when you retire? Do you want this? Do you want that? It's like, no, I just want a car and somewhere to drive it. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I want. I want, I want a sports car. I want somewhere to drive it safely. That's it. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. Everything I was like, do you want? No, no, I just want this. It was like, you want to? I don't want an RV. I don't want to do that. I just want to drive. That could be fun. Go karting. You know, it's it's just fun. I like the 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 orchestration of stringing together straightaways, corners, and trying to figure out best lines. Also, round best lines, round with somebody else to be able to like work with someone. It's that. That beauty there, but an anime for me. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts, Reinhold? I get the um, the racing aspect. I mean, I used to race when I was a kid, and I do a lot of racing. I I worked at uh, for Stephen Johansson. I used to work for him at his go kart track and learned a lot about racing there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something that speaks to you like that i i get the um why why it would mean so much to you a story like that does Mm -hmm. the camaraderie and the and the everybody how they feel about each other i mean it's a Mm -hmm. it's a you know it's an old story but it's it's still so like there's a whole bunch of stories where they have that premise but Mm -hmm. when it's premised around something you feel strongly about it's going to hit harder right that's that's what i would think yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly that. I mean, the uh, from my perspective, it's like that's why the reason you like Initial D is why I understand why people like One Piece, the yeah. camaraderie of the the crew and how mm-hmm. they get along together and how they and how they connect together. That's why I, I totally understand where you're coming from. 
And mm -hmm. with it being cars, something you're already passionate about, I can see it. That's why it drew you more in than other things. Yeah. Yeah. And like, while well, well, you just said a, when you were explaining it for me, I'm just like, you're speaking alien language. <laughs> but that's that's just not for me. And I totally understand why it is for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's I don't think you need to be a car person or a racing person to get this story. Like you can easily like watch this thing because they will which Takumi like in the first like the main character in the in the first ser series like he's he's a complete novice to anything so they're always like explaining to him, like hey this is what this is this is what a turbocharger does this is the difference between us a, a, a dual to single turbine um, this is what supercharging does this is you know you know there's a reason why we've done it this way this is what an LSD is you know it's you know. Harry do you agree with Ace? The initial D is Fast and Furious as an anime. Initial D is Fast and Furious as anime, Fast Cars, and Family. No, initially <laughs> is far superior to Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is a good series. I will give it that. But it is not initial D. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, there is actually is like a, is a live action initial D movie. You can find that on Netflix. Um, it's... Uh, it's decent. It's it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. They condense what two seasons into a movie. <laughs> they took two seasons with a hour. Like oh oh, oh. oh. <laughs> what happened I, to your narrative? I have watched it eight times, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Goddammit>. <laughs> Oh, you know, I was like, oh man, this time was just, you know, when he tells him, like, what's wrong with your car? I was like, what, your suspension? You know, it's like comparing my chocolate suspension to your shit suspension. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's you know, it's a lot of fun, you know. It's, yeah, but like I said, got like cars. <laughs> got like cars. <laughs> I just, oh my god! I just love how that's like the end point. Like, like I said, uh, I like cars. That's it. That's oh, that's it. That's all. You, that's all you need to say. It just sums it all up. <laughs> um, the initial D movie is far superior to Dragon Ball Evolution. At least, <laughs> at least this movie gets the cars correct. Okay, <laughs> the cars are correct. The stages are kind of correct. They just condense the story. Okay, it's not like you know, um, Takumi showed up in a Ferrari. No, there's none of that crap. He <laughs> shows up in the proper Toyota. Okay, <laughs> the proper RX7's there, a proper Evo. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, it's Dragon Ball Evolution was like, oh, I got my dad's slow car. Oh, is that a DB9? Oh, <laughs> crap like that. Talk to yourself for a second. I can be, you know, bounce real quick. Okay. So, Reinhold, what did you think of the whole project now that it's mostly done? No, I thought it was interesting to just get a variety of different opinions on things that what I've always said before is and feel very strongly about is that every person is different. Every person is an individual with different experiences. We may share some experiences, we may share some views on things, but we're all shaped by a whole variety of different 
things and to um, understand that, to, to get that out of this, I think is an important thing that I'd like to see people get, right? So um, when people talk about, you know, culture and this and that and, and how society should work and uh, it's just, you can't generalize anything when it comes to people because there's too many variables. There's too many different things that people experience that makes them somewhat unique to each other. No matter how much they have similar, there's always going to be something that's a little bit different based off of those experiences. And this, I think this is a perfect example of that, how we all had different things that shaped us in different ways and a different uh, methods and put us down different paths to where we are today. Right. I, I totally agree with that. And while things might be, have similar base ideas, the the executions of it can be dramatically different <laughs> to how it turns out. I, I think for me, it's more this series more feels like to show how much media can mean to people. Because a lot of times people see it as like disposable or they don't really they think of it only as entertainment. Or they, especially when it comes to stuff like anime, where a lot of people just don't think of it as a proper medium of things. They see it as like, oh, it's kids' things. It's a cartoon, right? But well, for yeah, me, and that's yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's all art, and exactly. art is supposed to try to evoke an emotion out of somebody, and it or a thought process, and that's it, all art does. That even if it's just slapstick comedy it's evoking a feeling of humor it's evoking you know a, a good positive feeling or, or something like that it's it may not be what you know the highbrow people call art but it's still art in my opinion so yeah, I, anything I totally... that, anything that can actually affect you in a way um that is beyond your, just your normal day or your, you know, and make you think about things or make you laugh about something or make you cry about something, make you feel something, makes you think something that's art. And that's the purpose of it. And when that happens for a person who does that artwork, cause I've <laughs> drawn and I've written um, yeah. and I play music. So I have all those, I have those three things that I do. If any of those things ever affect anybody in that way, I feel like I've accomplished something at that point, whether I make a billion dollars or nothing, that's my reward at that point. Right. It, I feel like this project really shows, you know, the wide variety of things that are out there that even the most silly slapstick uh, or jokey thing from Kanasuba to the more serious of Reliant April to the more sci-fi and scientific like Steins Gate and all these other different things can all come together to, to make people see things completely different that there are a lot of things that people just write off as one thing or the other, or they don't take the time to really look at it or examine it and see what happens. And as I said, the reason having your line in April last for me is really that viewpoint of one person made a show or they made an idea that got turned into a show or a manga or, or a comic or a story and that story ended up affecting us in a way that they probably would have never imagined was going to affect us when they wrote it. Your thoughts on the project, Harry? It was it's it's neat that I because a lot of the times when I talk about like a lot of my uh, political views or how I see things, um, 
I always feel like uh, there's so much more to things, and I think this project allowed me to go like, okay, these are the yeah, like, these are the building blocks of the things like, like I got there, and and it's and it just like just simple media because like I could can sit here and go with like different books, but there's no way in heck someone's gonna pop out some of like the Thomas Sowell books I've read, you know. Unless you're into Tom, Thomas Sowell, you're not going to read these, you know, or some of the other books, you know, especially like uh, uh, when I was talking about Animorphs, it's like, yeah, a lot of the, you know, some of the decision making and the way I do different things comes from Animorphs as well. But like, those goes, especially like right now, like in this year and age, like I said, I've read those uh, Animorphs books back. It is dated. <laughs> Unless you're like in that space, it's like you have to understand this is the nineties. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know that uh, that uh, they they're FaceTiming. That's 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 supposed to be alien tech. Okay, <laughs> you're not supposed to have that. Okay, but you know, calm down. You know. But and you know it's. I also like to like uh, like bringing up like a lot of especially some of the like the goofy anime that I do enjoy like like this stuff like it doesn't hold a candle to a lot of the different stuff that is like to I think so many I get upset with most of the anime community because they will nitpick the shit out of so much anime that they will not enjoy a story and find out what's going on. Yeah, I can be given up like, oh, you just give so much credit. It's like, yeah, because everyone, I'm the I'm the edge of the side of the pendulum spring because you nitpick and won't watch an anime because, oh, five pixels are out of place. I'm done. I'm done. Turn it off. You know? <laughs> I, that ticks me off. Makes me just go like, you know what? Screw it. I just <laughs> can't, I can't hang with you. You you are spoiled. You are spoiled rotten. Okay, I used to get my anime because they got a bootleg from Anime Convention. We are not the same. Go f yourself. <laughs> you know, you clearly haven't watched an anime series at one forty-four p and then a quarter of a screen, <laughs> broken up into seven parts. <laughs> you know, and, and then figure and no and have to know Spanish. You know. <laughs> Uh, this, to deal this, with the Spanish subtitles, there, there is a part. There is like five episodes of Naruto I've watched in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I, I totally understand that, but it's it's just showing that that things can can be enjoyed because there are sometimes that people kind of lose the joy in it, mm. where they're oh, so focused on comparing things or trying to find the perfection of whatever. Yeah, but that's just. Yeah. That's just kind of how things are. I mean, that was the problem with a lot of the uh, the serious reviewers of movies, right? Movie mm-hmm. reviewers, where they would mm-hmm. be like, "Well, this was didn't speak to blah blah." blah. And it, they would try; they would be so focused on trying to find something that elevated, they didn't just sit back and enjoy, did you enjoy the movie? You know, that's that's the thing. Is it? Yeah. If you're, if you're always looking at the flaws or the things you would have done different or things mm-hmm. that's not done in normal high art right. movies. I mean, you can even yeah, see that now. Point. It's it's like all right. So like uh, like go back to Star Wars. Let's beat Star Wars up for a second. Like Ryan Johnson, <laughs> right? All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like all about averting expectations, right? The problem is that he did that to like the main, um, like the, the, the basically like the main thing. This this is the lifeblood of the series, right? You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> people need people need their expectations so the kids would, but the, if he was given something like that like an offshoot a different story 
chef kiss, chef kiss. You know, I think exerting ex, exerting my expectations in a Han Solo movie would have been amazing. You know, like <laughs> you know, but given like leadway to do different things like that, but not main. And you know, it's that's, well, or or another great example of what Reinhold's talking about right now is if you look at the reviews for the Super Mario Brothers movie that just came out. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to give an opinion either way for me, but the critics are giving it like a 50% because it's like, well, the plot is is, is sloppy and the, it's kind of boring and it's the same things over and over again. And then the fans are like, yo, they put the video game stuff on the movie screen and it isn't terrible. Yes, give me all of it. I think the Rotten Tomatoes had it like... 92 or something percent. Mm-hmm. For, I, I for, think the, uh, the critic was 53, 55, and yep. the, the fan was 94. I will be watching the uh, when it comes to the when I can get it at home and I can get a uh, dub of Chris Pratt's voice off and um, <laughs> Brogan. I, I want Seth Brogan's off. I don't, that's not my Donkey Kong. Hashtag not my Donkey Kong. <laughs> I like but, everything about what there was going on when I saw the clips. I just hate the voice. It's like, oh, God, I, can't, I can't. Why? Because I hate Seth Brogan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my point is that like the, there are some things that, people just enjoy it for what it is and there's some things that <laughs> that people w- won't because they are looking at it as a critical eye there's some things that or, or they're just taking it at a, at a a different value level than what everybody else is looking at it's fine i've got i've got mario at home <laughs> Puts on a let's play of Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> Mario at home. Mario. <laughs> Honestly, that's better. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no, it was the the other thing I also with this whole series. I also like the enjoying seeing everybody else's uh things. See where else's bus is coming from. Uh, I think the uh, honorable mentions. I think we're having a little bit more fun with it. Um, I think because my entire honorable mention is just because the door was left open for outside of anime. Because I really wanted to, you know, like when I first came up with the thing, I'm like this is just like the different animes that I enjoyed and wanted to show people, like showcase that it was the original idea. And now with the honorable mentions, because right hold to me, like kick the door open, it's like it doesn't have to be anime. And I'm like, well, if I, you know, let's go with Torchwood, like they're like here. Which now that I actually see my freaking list, the other one, like, uh, God. Oh, we'll right come back home. to it. Right Remember, we're coming back. I've got my other things on the list. You, just, you can't wait for this. It's not my fault you left your list at home. Well, I'm sitting right here. Yeah, good old One Piece, G Gundam, <laughs> Yami no Isui's on here, Torchwood, mm, Animorphs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seeing everybody else's perspective on things, like for yours, like, because I was never really into Gundam, mm-hmm. seeing all the different Gundam series and how they're dramatically different from one another and mm-hmm. they're connected. And even now, the fact that I, I watched the Gundam series that you haven't watched yet, mm-hmm. which is makes it even more hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's... On top of all of that. And then... it's it's a different story though. Like even like someone like, well, this is what it is. It's like, yeah, but it's 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 got a different theme. It's yeah. You know the you can smell the uh, uh, the gun smoke and uh, <laughs> gear oil in it. It's, it gives it a different feel. And and then when you look at Reinhold stuff of some of the things I've never even heard of before, 
some mm-hmm. some people that I, I know I knew of, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know a lot about. Mm. Like like I knew of Aaron Sorkin, but I didn't know a lot about mm. him, stuff like that. Mm. So it's more of be it definitely can tell the different the different spheres that we run in yeah. of entertainment and media and seeing mm-hmm. how each of those things might not they even though they might not touch or they might touch a little bit, it's they're so uniquely different. And even if none of us watch anything the other one said, it's always good. It's one of those things of at least you're aware of what it is. All right. Well, before this thing gets too long of the truth, we need to end it because uh, you know some of us got to get up early in the morning and get things done. And I want to save the world. Okay. All right. All right. Gotta go out. Run. Run. No, that's true. Oh. Sure. Sure. I'll just, I just know you're gonna go and cuddle your rotary. It's fine. Yeah. Honestly, like uh, the one video I've been watching, which is really good, is the because now that Monster Tricks doesn't need it anymore, of, like the racing secrets they've let out, is the how to build the Arena Sys hybrid motors are really neat. <laughs> you know, like you need these different parts and you can make the high, you know, it's amazing. It's freaking amazing. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to buy another RX 8 that's not rusted <laughs> to bits or destroyed the bits right now, which freaking sucks. You know, so. I'm on the quest to buy another car. I like cars. But yeah, um, so thank you, everyone. Um, if you get this deep into an episode, thank you. You're a true fan, especially if you can watch the whole series. Um, it's, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if we're going to do a series like this again or do something else. But yeah, we don't really have anything like that on the drawing board right now. But you know, that doesn't mean we won't. I'm just saying there's just nothing on the board. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. Um, this is a um, live recording that happened on nine. Uh, that starts at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mondays. This is when we like to record this thing, and we do the uh, Fridays. You know, which um, uh, we do used to do four hours. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Done. Tight two. Tight two. Eight to ten. Tight two. That's what we're doing now. Like, not going to midnight unless uh-huh. that just happens naturally. I'm not doing uh-huh. that anymore. I'm uh-huh. not doing that. Unless it happens naturally, and I ain't doing it. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Just not happening. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. Um, uh, please come watch us live um, on twitch.tv slash we are as litter are libertarians uh, and also get us on youtube at youtube.com slash we are uh, libertarians come watch us live um if you see us you hear us leading out these comments for people hanging out with the show these aren't super chats they're not paying us money in bits except uh producer paul sends some bits in thanks for the bit producer paul but you, we just have a conversations with the people we want to hang out we just want you to love us and come hang out you know, we appreciate you guys like who download these episodes. I, I'm always shocked every time your leader tells me like, hey, you know, like 100 people downloaded the episode. I'm like, wow, 100 missed clicks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, you guys are actually loving it because it's being consistent. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just would like some, you know, if you can uh, give us some feedback, if you, you know, um, you know, Tell us what you think, or tell us any directions you want us to go to, or if you want us to trash some other stuff, you know, you know. You know so, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. Uh, first, uh, all right, all right. First off, Ace, uh, push rods are stupid.
push rods won't make themselves. No, no, no. See, push rods are dumb. Push rods are dumb. Push rods are dumb just for knuckle dragging V8s. Okay, that's what push rods are for. Right. How to keep Harry up for two more hours? Keep t- saying wrong facts about cars. Push rod. Next thing you go like carbureted. God damn, carb. That's your carburetor. Um. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have one on my uh, 70 Le Mans. <laughs> Maybe we should turn a car show so Brian will fix his car. We'll do that on Fridays. Yeah, I can put up a camera while working on it and stuff. Yeah, see? see. Put it up. Yeah, I got to uh, switch out the transmission in uh, my other Subaru. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe turn to a car show. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do like uh, we'll just mod cars. I, cool, I cool, that. cool. Yeah. The, the, I'm glad to know that I won't be needed for these episodes anymore. <laughs> I was working on my Mustang this weekend. Got it. So. Nice, 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 nice. All right, so uh, Vince is not coming, so we're looking for replacements. So email me. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, love cars. Road Roos preferred. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, say good night, everybody. Have a good one. I'm glad you guys are doing the series. See everybody soon. <laughs>